This is Retirement Paradise with Greg Gunther from the Retirement Optimization Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Greg provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Greg Gunther to help you retire in paradise. Aloha. Welcome back to Retirement Paradise. This is Greg Gunther from the Retirement Optimization Group. If you'd like some more information about what you hear during our show today, feel free to give us a call at 808-791-2924 or visit us online at therogroup.org. Now, no matter what we're about to undertake, learning from those who have gone before us is a pretty wise step. When you're a kid, you may learn how to fix a leaky pipe by watching your dad under the sink with his tools, or you may learn how to grow the perfect vegetable garden by watching your mom work in her own garden. Personally, a big example of this concept was sports. When I was new to a team, I'd quietly watch how older kids handled practice, interacted with coaches, dealt with the ups and downs of wins and losses, and quietly watching helped me overcome my nerves and lack of experience. So during our show today, we're going to share some of the wisdom from folks who are already enjoying their retirement. But before we jump into our topic, let me introduce my co-host, Tony Shore, whose previous radio experience in podcasting has taught me a lot. Oh, well, I don't know about that. <laughs> that's uh, that's not true. You, you didn't need much teaching in that area, but uh, I know you're great talking with people. You love to meet and talk to people. So this is kind of a natural fit for you, Greg. Uh, but I'm happy to be of service, and I enjoy learning a great deal about the financial world from you. Uh, and I'm definitely intrigued about today's topic. So let's jump into it. Yeah, I've got an interesting article from AARP titled Six Things I Wish Someone Had Told Me Before Before I Retired. So this is uh, going to bring up a lot of points that I think are very interesting and I'm excited to share. And the article's first lesson is not to borrow from your 401k. Now, it's not uncommon for people to, to do that. You know, we're in their 40s and 50s to either you know, get out of debt or, or buy that new car or something. And it's kind of that justified by the idea it's, hey, it's my money, so it's okay. And yes, you know, technically the IRS allows it and you may be able to borrow as much as 50,000 or 50% of the amount that's vested, but that money must be paid back in no more than five years. Using that money can be tempting, but if you dip into your 401k, um, to pay off high interest credit cards, that that could be a tempting thing, but it sets you back big time. Yeah, uh, I, I guess I can see that. But using some of your 401k to get out from under a, a big credit card balance seems like it would be a good move. So what's the issue here? Well, it could come back to bite you um, if you don't quickly pay back that loan. Now, think of it this yeah. way. If you borrow 10000 from your 401k to pay off a credit card, that's 10,000 less sitting in that retirement bucket and those 10,000 less earning those returns for potentially years and years and years. It's the compounding of money. And if you can't afford to pay that money back quickly, you may find yourself meeting the requirement of paying the money back on time, but not eventually increasing your contributions when you can actually do it. That compounds even more for less savings down the road. And let's not forget too, Tony, that the reason debt consolidation loans aren't usually recommended is because when people pay off their credit cards, get out of that debt, they tend to run them back up again. And now you've got double debt. So not a good idea, even with the high interest debt to tap into that 401k. 
and that's uh, that's interesting that you say that. So uh, I guess my biggest takeaway would be that even if you're considering taking out a loan from your 401k, which I get the impression uh, is not a great idea, uh, talk with somebody like yourself first because there may be better options, right? Yes. Uh, paying down your credit card debt you know, before you retire is actually another thing that the article does uh, explain that retirees wish they'd done before they stopped working. Uh, many retirees are on fixed income. That fixed income is is fairly modest most of the time. Uh, so depending on some of, of your income in the high interest debt cards, they, it could have a very unpleasant impact on your retirement lifestyle, especially at a time when credit card interest rates are, are rising and heading into the stratosphere. But there are other options like 0% balance transfers and things where you can tackle those credit cards without sacrificing your retirement savings. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's huge. You don't want to sacrifice your retirement uh, just to do that. There are a lot of better options the way it sounds. And as you've said on previous shows, Greg, for a lot of people, credit cards are a necessary financial tool and may even have tangible benefits if they come with a good rewards program. But, and this is a big but here, you have to be uh, disciplined. You have to pay them off each month. If you can't, yes. uh, then uh, you shouldn't have credit cards, right? Exactly. That is yeah. that is well said. Now, another mistake some retirees regret making while they were still working is not taking full advantage of a HSA, a health savings account. Now, according to a Transamerica Center for Retirement Studies survey, it's referenced in the article, uh, more than two out of five people who have had household incomes of less than 50000 aren't saving money for their healthcare expenses. Now you can establish an HSA if you have a high deductible health plan and no other coverage. So while you're still in your career, you may contribute to it on a tax-free basis. And unlike a flexible spending account, which annually requires you to use the money you set aside for medical expenses, or you lose it, it's use it or lose it on those types of accounts, but HSAs can grow and carry over year to year in your retirement. Yeah, yeah, that, I, I, I guess. And HSAs, you know, you've talked about those before. Remind us how that money can be utilized. Sure. Yeah, HSA money can be taken out tax-free to cover qualified healthcare expenses that aren't covered by your private insurance or Medicare, and that includes deductibles and copays. Well, you should note that if you're on Medicare, you can no longer contribute to your HSA. So after you've turned 65, you can also take withdrawals for non-medical reasons, uh, though if you do, you'll have to pay taxes on, on, on those funds. Now, as it's probably pretty obvious to most of you listening today, as we grow older, healthcare becomes both more expensive and more important. Uh, yeah. A well-funded HSA may be a useful tool in mitigating some of those expenses. Well, yeah, and I think what people don't realize, Greg, after hearing you explain it, is that while you're working, if you have access to, to an HSA, uh, get that set up through your company's healthcare plan and utilize an HSA, put money into it as much as possible because uh, that money will carry over into retirement. You don't have to spend it all before you finish working. And you can even leave it in there after you are on Medicare to help pay premiums, deductibles, uh, prescription costs, other things. So having money in an HSA, that's great tax-free money to use for healthcare and retirement if you can build up some money in there before you retire is what you're saying. Is that correct? Exactly. Yes. And you know, if you don't use it all, it simply becomes kind of like another IRA for you. Wow. That's great. Well, I've already learned a lot today and I'm eager to hear what you have for us next. 
Sure. So today we're talking about uh, current retirees, what they wish they would know uh, before they stopped working. And again, yep. this article, if anybody wants to look it up, is AARP, Six Things I Wish Someone Had Told Me Before I Retired. It's got lots of details for us to discuss. So the next of which is making sure you get all the unnecessary information before packing up and moving to the new uh, a new area for your retirement. So first, spend as much time as possible in the area you're considering. Wander around, check out the popular areas, but don't forget to wander off the beaten path a bit. This may be especially important if the community you're considering is a popular vacation spot. Living in a place uh, is often very different than visiting that place for a week or two. I would say so. Uh, that That's very different. I, I think that's a good point. Spending a week in the lake country, uh, in the upper Midwest, in the middle of summer, beautiful. Uh, but it's a lot different than living there in the middle of winter. <laughs> so uh, depending on where you want to retire, I mean, obviously here in Hawaii, beautiful, but um, it depends on where you go. If you want to move to somewhere completely different, you should definitely get to know that area, right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. You have to know what you're getting into about your potential new community before you sign a purchase or lease agreement. And don't just check off things you're excited about, like great views, entertainment venues, you know, reasonable prices. Dig a little deeper and be honest with yourself. Um, do those great views often come with big crowds? Do those entertainment venues close up in the winter? Uh, and there may be some hidden reasons for caution as well. For example, do you love dining out with your spouse and friends? If you're considering a touristy area for your new home, there's a chance there may be a food tax at a local uh, restaurant. As a tourist visiting for a week, this may not be a big deal, but if it increases your check every time you dine out year round, this may hit you a little differently. And if you're moving from a bigger community to a smaller community, you may lose certain amenities. Those may be small things like you know no Thai restaurants or no easy access to Costco or Walmart or you know, a good bookstore, for example, but these might be things that you might genuinely miss and could also hit you in the pocketbook. So finally, remember that some developments that cater to older folks have homeowners association fees that you have to budget for as well. Oh, you had to bring up association fees, didn't you, Greg? I mean, <laughs> uh, association fees can really add up in a hurry. And uh, some of our listeners may know this. If you've ever been part of an association, a homeowners association, uh, they can be quite high and really add on to what you're paying. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I got several uh, clients that live in condos in town and some of them don't have mortgage payments, but their association fees are like $1,000, $1,200 a month. Oh, so that's terrible. like paying rent. Yeah, they're, it's, yeah. it's crazy. Um, the next point the article explains uh, that many retirees didn't adequately understand uh, that the people in their lives wouldn't always have time for them. Uh, so for many of my clients, more time with family and friends is one of the most exciting parts of retirement. In fact, the article references another Transamerica Center study that found that three in five respondents noted more time with those they care about is one of their top retirement dreams. And that's second only to travel. But here's the deal. When you're retired, many of those folks that you care about are still working or going to school, which means though they probably love spending time with you, they aren't always going to be available you know, to your new often wide open schedule. That means you're going to have to find healthy and inexpensive ways to enjoy some time on your own. Yeah. And you have to have a purpose, but you have to find things to do. Luckily, there are numerous options out there like volunteer opportunities, new hobbies, new adventures, just waiting for you, waiting to be explored, right? 
Yeah, and I'm sure everyone remembers, uh, you know, their grandma or whatever. Hey, you never visit me. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, if you are a grandparent, do you have grandkids that you're eager to travel with during the school year? Plan some trips for yourself during the week and save kid-friendly things like Six Flags, Washington D.C. Uh, for the summer months or school breaks. As a bonus, traveling during the week during the school year may also save you some money because many tourist locations uh, that's considered off-peak time. And many hotels are less expensive during the week than they are on the weekends. So though many of the people I work with are eager to no longer have to worry about calendars and meeting reminders, the reality is time with family and friends will likely still require some degree of scheduling and flexibility. Yeah, I, I can see that. And you may not have anything to do at 11 a.m. on a Tuesday in October, but chances are most of your family and friends probably do have things to do. So again, Pick up a new hobby, volunteer, maybe even, uh, you know, pickleball. That's all the rage, right? Fastest right. growing sport in the world right now. I've never played it. Have you? No, but I see it at the park now. Like tennis courts are now turning yeah. into pickleball courts. Yeah. I, I, we've talked about this, I think, before, but pickleball is cr all the craze. But I guess you and I haven't quite picked up on it yet. No. Maybe give it a shot. That might be, uh, might be something yeah. to, to take from this article ourselves. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll have to try it out. Next one, um, some retirees, the article says, didn't realize that retirement from their long-held career didn't necessarily mean never working again. You know, according to a Transamerica Center poll of U.S. adults, it's also referenced in the article, 68% of respondents consider themselves financially prepared for retirement. But things like soaring inflation have a funny way of tossing your plans right out the window. A 2022 Goldman Sachs survey found that 51%, so about half of retirees, have an income that's currently less than half of their pre-retirement income. So that's a precarious balance uh, made all the more difficult by rising grocery prices. Huh, interesting. Well, so what's the potential solution then? Well, for some, it, it may mean uh, a part-time job, uh, but don't panic. You you don't have to get a job in, you know, in the mines or, you know, <laughs> something that you don't like. You can <laughs> often supplement your income doing something that you enjoy. And don't undervalue the socialization that comes with the new job. You can meet new people. Um, you know, you have something to do every day, but don't put too much pressure on yourself. Choosing to work in, in retirement rather than feeling forced to work in retirement really can make all the difference. So it's a good time to work with your financial services professional, to determine how much extra income you may need, and then find a job that you can do maybe a day or two a week that you'll find fun, not, not draining and stressful. Yeah, like co-hosting a radio show. There you go. Right. <laughs> it works for me. Well, and you've been addressing some of these things that people who are currently retired wish they had known before they said goodbye to their working lives, Greg. And I've enjoyed this so far. What do you have for us next? Well, let's continue with the theme. Um, steps that you may be able to take to prepare for retirement by focusing on another AARP article. And this one is titled Six Steps to Get Emotionally Ready for Retirement. And I think it presents some ideas that are worth analyzing. So the solid first step may be to start early. Now, admittedly, not everyone is in a position to do so, but it's fair to say that when it comes to getting ready for retirement, the sooner you begin planning, the better. And many financial services professionals urge their clients to begin thinking about retirement in earnest and uh, 
at least five years before they intend to take that step. So we've done a show on that before, Tony, the what to do in your the last five years of working. Um, as a quick example, if you're thinking you'd like to work a bit once you leave your established career, um, beginning the planning process early may help you determine income needs and thus construct a list of jobs that are going to fit that strategy. And maybe it's something as simple as working a couple days a week at Starbucks or utilizing the skills you've learned during your career to become a consultant within the same industry. Whatever it is, it's wise to have a game plan and then do that well before you actually retire. On a related note, while many people want to work in retirement, circumstances like maybe changing of, of your health may make that impossible. So make sure that your financial strategy addresses this possibility, perhaps with a, a rainy day fund or something that you're not using as your income plan you can tap into. Right. Addressing that potential reality out there certainly seems like a solid reason to work with somebody like yourself if you aren't already doing so, right? Yep, absolutely. Putting a plan in place and having everything, you know, in, in our generational vault that you know about, it's it just takes people's stress uh, away, knowing that you have a written plan and we can pull it up anytime we need to review it. Now, another solid way to prepare yourself emotionally for retirement is to bear in mind that no two retirements are alike. So don't get cut up in the notion that your retirement needs to look just like the ones in the glossy magazines. You know, whatever works for you, works for you. For some folks, a happy retirement means constant travel and on the go. And for others, a happy retirement may mean little more than a paperback novel or, you know, standing afternoon appointment with the with the hammock, you know, as I'm fond of saying, retirement is your reward for decades of hard work and financial discipline. So there's nothing nothing wrong with focusing on the things that bring you contentment. Yeah, there you go. I like a nice vacation as much as the next person, but I have to say, a leisurely afternoon, uh, you know, swinging in the hammock with no emails to respond to, no voice messages to listen to, maybe a book to read, sounds pretty good to me. Yep. Uh, next, it may be wise to make sure your emotional retirement plan and your financial retirement plan are in harmony. So while saving as aggressively as possible and understanding the mechanics of Social Security and Medicare are very important, the psychological aspect of retirement preparation may be just as vital. So sit down with your financial services professional and begin a conversation by telling them, hey, this is what I want to do with my retirement. These are my biggest goals. What can we do with my financial strategy to make this more likely? Then you, when you have the strategy you want, you're going to be more diligent about sticking to it. Yeah, that sounds good. That sounds right. Uh, what's the point of working hard to build a solid strategy if you don't stick to it or aren't going to? Exactly. And your your next potential emotional planning maneuver may be to find what the article calls your happy place. Now, I know you, you find your happy place is one of those little expressions that you see on a bumper sticker or a greeting card, but positioning yourself for happiness in retirement is, in my opinion, absolutely essential. If you're planning on relocating when you retire, cost of living in the places you're considering is important, but it's not the be all and end all. Different areas may provide vastly different lifestyles and opportunity gaps. And it's also possible your potential new community may have vastly different cultural and political norms than the community that you're currently living in. So I remind my clients, you know, who are considering a move in retirement to play, to pay uh, close attention to traffic, you know, well, having to fight your way through heavy traffic every time you go to the golf course or the library or the grocery store? Is that going to make your retirement less enjoyable? Little things like that can profoundly affect your retirement and your general attitude. Yeah, it sure can. And sometimes that bumper sticker philosophy that says, find your happy place, uh, it's probably popular because it's true, right? 
<laughs> yeah, good point. And another potential way to get yourself emotionally prepared for retirement is to thoroughly consider your relationships. Now, as we chatted about earlier in the show, retirement is going to leave you with a lot more time on your hands, and it may be a mistake to plan to rely on family and friends to help you fill it. So if you're retiring before your spouse, make sure you have a detailed conversation about needs and expectations. Remember, your spouse isn't going to always be available when you'd like them to be. And remember to think outside of your current social circle. Invite that person you've only shared a hello with at the golf club to maybe play around with you or volunteer at a local nonprofit and invite the other volunteers out to lunch one afternoon. Make some friends. Yeah, great advice, Greg. Uh, I would agree with you there. I think this has been a great episode. Retirement will be a wonderful adventure and we'll do it together. <laughs> right there. Great. There a fun and insightful show. Any final thoughts for us before we go today? Yeah. If anybody would like to discuss uh, what we talked about on today's uh, show, how to get emotionally prepared for retirement, maybe getting a retirement plan in place, addressing your concerns, uh, give us a call 808-791-2924 or visit us online at therogroup.org. All right. And that does it for today's episode of Retirement Paradise with our host, Greg Gunther. Thank you for listening to Retirement Paradise. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Greg Gunther at the Retirement Optimization Group. Call 808-791-2924 or visit their website at therogroup.org. Greg Gunther and the Retirement Optimization Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.